Next, on the 5 o'clock report. It's infrastructure decade on my watch. I don't support fracking. That's insulting to people. People will be wondering. I cannot deliver the mandate. There's nothing that you can really do to prepare for something like that. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Putting the key in Keystone State. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. President Biden's quest to bolster Democratic Party hopes takes the PA native to the politically key state of Pennsylvania today. First stop was Pittsburgh, where he wasn't shy about tooting his own horn and dissing Republicans. Instead of infrastructure weak, which is a punchline for four years under my predecessor, it's infrastructure decade, a headline on my watch. Biden spoke about the benefits of his infrastructure law, which has already pumped billions of dollars into Pennsylvania to rebuild roads and bridges, including the Fern Hollow Bridge project, which he spoke in front of this afternoon. Democratic Senate hopeful John Fetterman was in tow with the presidential entourage. Biden speaks at a Fetterman fundraiser in Philadelphia this evening. Republican Senate hopeful Dr. Mehmet Oz says he doesn't mind Fetterman being identified with Biden. On the issue of inflation, John Fetterman does not believe Joe Biden spent enough money. One PA issue that's resurfaced in the Oz-Fetterman race, fracking, the process of recovering oil and gas from shale. In 2016, Fetterman called fracking a stain on Pennsylvania. He doubled down on that anti-fracking stance a couple of years later. No, I, I, I don't support fracking uh, at all, and I never have. And I've I've signed the no fossil fuels money pledge. Now his campaign says he supports fracking and always has. Here's Oz. When you say that fracking is a stain on Pennsylvania, that's insulting to people who are making their living in that area. What ultimately matters, of course, is what voters think 18 days from now. This Pennsylvania woman might speak for many. There's still a lot of frustration in sort of middle class, lower middle class um, folks who want to see their values and views being more represented. Fetterman and Oz have their only TV debate Tuesday evening in Harrisburg. Michael Gear with the Pennsylvania Family Institute tells us it must it will be must see TV. People will be wondering how John Fetterman will perform in the debate in that situation where he has to answer questions on the fly. A new Trafalgar Group poll indicates Fetterman just slightly ahead of Oz, 47% to just under 45%. Libertarian Eric Gerhardt, 3% and 4% unsure or undecided. Let's go global now. This was UK Prime Minister Liz Truss just yesterday. I'm a fighter. Well, today she quit. Given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. The BBC's Ian Lee. She will be remembered as the last Prime Minister to ever meet the Queen. But the Conservative leader will also be remembered for a massively criticised budget of tax and spending cuts that spooked the markets and sent the pound plunging. It makes you wonder whether she vote Conservative again. But I'm delighted to hear that she's finally gone. Trust stays in power until her replacement is chosen. Ukraine next, where it's widely believed that Iran is supplying Russia with cheap but deadly suicide drones that, along with Russian missiles have destroyed a full third of the country's power stations. If true, the drone sales would violate U.N. rules. The Security Council took it up behind closed doors yesterday. This Russian diplomat insists those drones aren't Iranian. See the labels, Geran, which means geranium, the flower in Russian, on the outer shell of these UAVs. U.S. officials say they've examined the wreckage from the drones and convinced they're Iranian. Whatever the source, rolling blackouts are now the rule in Ukraine. Power outages of up to four hours are expected across Ukraine today. The National Energy Company has urged people to ensure that they have warm socks, blankets and hugs from family and friends. Correspondent Allie Williams in Kiev. Back to the home front now. Yet another casualty of Hurricane Ian might be showing up soon on your grocery bill in the form of pricier 
citrus. The South Florida orange crop was devastated by the storm. This grower amazed as he walked through the devastated orange groves with a reporter. Fruit hit the ground and washed away. It looks like a river went through here. Yeah, and it, and it did. I mean, you're exactly right. He estimates he lost half of his crop. He says he's at a loss as to what to do now. This is the kind of thing that would put you out of business. You know, half, half your crop gone in a night. There's nothing that you can really do to prepare for something like that. One estimate puts Florida's overall citrus crop loss at $1.5 billion. COVID vaccines may soon be added to the childhood immunization schedule. Today, the, this after a CDC panel made that recommendation today for kids 5 to 11. Member Dr. Matthew Daly admits it's a symbolic move. And that symbolism is that we view this as routine and that we view this as COVID is here to stay. The schedule's not mandatory, but states do have the right to decide whether kids have to get the shot in order to be admitted to school. College enrollment continues to decline. Money is definitely a big factor. For the majority of kids that I ask, they think they can't afford it. That's Becky Walrick, a high school counselor in Minnesota. The latest drop of about 1% is considerably less than losses seen during the pandemic. Time to talk turkey. Thanksgiving dinner is going to be more expensive this year. Turkey prices 7 73% higher than last year. Analysts say they could stay that way right through the holiday, largely due to the spread of bird flu, which led to a smaller supply. Well, Loretta Lynn's public memorial service is scheduled now. It'll take place at the Grand Old Opry later this month. Some of country music's biggest artists will perform tributes to the late legend during the ceremony, including Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, Keith Urban, and Winona Judd. And those new adult Happy Meal toys from McDonald's? Apparently they're a big deal on eBay now. Wow, Hamburglar has a magic kit! One opportunist is set to sell a pack of three unopened toys, which may include Grimace, the Hamburglar, and Birdie, or the apparel brand Cactus Plant Flea Market's mascot, Cactus Buddy, for $300,000. So far, no one has placed a bid. Other sellers are getting some cash, however, with a box of 150 sealed toys going for $2,400. I'm Michael Kastner. Yeah, one man's trash. Uh, still to come on the 5 o'clock report, updating Hochul versus Zeldin. Letitia James revisiting the idea of bail reform and teaching Pennsylvania kids about 9-11. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. For the night tonight, still some lake effect rain and some mixed ice pellets and snowflakes across parts of western New York. Otherwise, partly cloudy, frosty cold where skies clear, low temps near the freeze point. Then for tomorrow and Saturday, beautiful, plenty of sunshine turning noticeably warmer. The high nearing 60 tomorrow, up close to 70 then on Saturday. All right, thank you, Kevin. Now, checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Republican challenger Lee Zeldin is calling on Democratic incumbent Kathy Hochul to accept multiple debates across New York State. In a letter sent to his opponent, the Long Island congressman demanded Hochul come out of hiding and hold multiple TV debates ahead of Election Day. Zeldin says Hochul's desperately trying to get away with just one televised debate that's set to air on Spectrum News. October 25th. The Fairport man who was arrested for attacking Zeldin this summer expected to be released from custody next week. David Jacobonis will be taking part in a PTSD and alcohol recovery program, which has been set up by the VA. He will have to follow several conditions, including wearing monitors that will track his location and alcohol intake. He attacked Zeldin in July while he was in Monroe County. A flip-flop by New York's Attorney General on bail reform? Well, one of its most ardent supporters, James, in a sit-down interview with WGRZ, now concedes the program does need scrutiny, but says that can't involve just bail reform. We need to address a wide range of issues, including but not limited uh, to looking at bail reform. But we need to focus on the other issues. 
James says those other issues include better interdictions, such as removing illegal guns, as well as improved mental health services. As a former public defender, I do not want to go back to the days where we criminalize um, and incarcerate, over-incarcerate poor people and people of color in the state of New York. James is a strong favor to win re-election against Republican challenger Michael Henry. Buffalo Public School officials have unanimously approved $3 million in spending for brand new security equipment. The money will be used to add handheld metal detectors, concealed weapon detection systems, and two-way radios at schools. The man convicted of killing a suburban Rochester, New York teen 13 years ago, sentenced to life in prison yesterday in a South Carolina courtroom. Brittany Drexel was just 17 when she disappeared while on spring break at Myrtle Beach in 2009. Her mom, Dawn, confronted the killer in court yesterday prior to sentencing. Whatever anger or hate I may harbor towards you is forever outweighed by my love for Brittany and by the love so many people have shown us. Brittany Drexel's little brother Camden was just six when she was murdered. He's now older than she was when her life was taken by a predator. I want to live for Brit through the moments that she couldn't live through so I can do it for her and achieve it for her so we're both doing it at the same time because I feel like Brit's living a little bit through me. 62-year-old Raymond Moody has been a person of interest in the murder mystery for over a decade. Moody led police to Brittany's body back in May of this year. The Genesee County Sheriff's Department investigating a fatal car pedestrian accident that occurred on West Bethany Road yesterday afternoon. Investigators say 89-year-old Ruth McVeigh of Alexander was crossing the road when she was fatally hit by the driver's side mirror of a passing vehicle. Building a better apple? That's the goal of some Cornell University researchers who have mapped the DNA of the popular Honeycrisp apple in hopes of making it more disease-resistant. Like human beings, apples also get a lot of diseases. So there are many bacterial, fungal, and viral issues which apples have to deal every day and in a growing season. Dr. O.S. Khan tells WROC the DNA info allows growers to take the fruit's desirable traits and pass them on to new generations of apples. He says they hope to sink their teeth into some other apple varieties' DNA as well. Pennsylvania now, a decision from a Lehigh County judge means voters will have access to drop-off ballot boxes. The idea was on hold following a lawsuit filed by the Americans First Legal Foundation. The group has demanded tighter restrictions after some voters dropped off more than one ballot during last year's general election. Pennsylvania's Republican gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano laying out his priorities if he's elected on November 8th. On day one, we're going to rip away the restrictions on our energy sector. We're going to drill and dig like never before. We're going to restore common sense to the Commonwealth. We're no longer a sanctuary state. When those ghost flights show up, our beautiful Pennsylvania state police will escort those busloads of, of illegals down to Delaware. Joe Biden can have them. Polls show Mastriano trailing his Democratic opponent, Attorney General Josh Shapiro. State senators in Harrisburg have approved a bill calling for educators to establish a 9-11 curriculum. The bill would require the state education department to develop the curriculum to include the attack itself, the U.S. response and recovery, and the global challenges that followed. WTAJ's Howard Bernstein says lessons would include the historical context of terrorism, along with details and impact of the events in New York, D.C., and Shanksville, P.A. This legislation comes from Senator Kristen Phillips-Hill of York County, who says the bill will help every school district teach this history to students who just weren't alive when it happened. The bill now heads to the PA Statehouse. 
and legislation that would govern the use of driverless cars and trucks in Pennsylvania has cleared a state Senate committee. Supporters say the bill would modernize the state's vehicle code to allow for the driverless testing and deployment of autonomous cars and trucks, particularly while in platoon formation. After moving through the statehouse this summer, the bill cleared the Senate Transportation Committee Tuesday on a vote of 8 to 5. Republicans backed the bill. Democrats opposed it. The nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Earnings season has thus far beat expectations. Today seeing AT&T stock rising 7.7%. On the flip side, Tesla missed revenue and saw their stock lose 6.6%. Insurance company Allstate announced losses related to Hurricane Ian and their share price dropped nearly 13%. Comments from the Federal Reserve officials have added to expectations of ongoing aggressive rate hikes. Oil today staying at $85 a barrel. The Dow lost 90 points, the S&P 500 dropped 29, and the Nasdaq fell 65. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at AmbassadorAdvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Today is International Credit Union Day. Hi, I'm Rob West with the Money Wise Minute. If you qualify, joining a credit union is a great option for local banking. Credit unions are not-for-profit organizations owned by their members. There are about 5,000 credit unions in the U.S., including some run by churches and Christian denominations. Typically, credit unions pay higher interest rates on savings accounts than banks do because of their nonprofit setup, and the accounts are federally insured. The customer service at credit unions tends to be quite good, but credit unions usually have fewer branches than banks, so they're sometimes inconvenient. Ask around about credit unions in your area or find one by going to mycreditunion.gov. That's an official government site, mycreditunion.gov. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, moneywise.org. All right, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, the mysterious secrets of... A popular candy. One, two, one, two, three, four. Give me a break, give me a break. Break me off a piece of that cheap Give me a break. Hi, I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Well, we're going to break out of this November-like pattern soon. As the jet stream does a flip-flop across the country, the east turns warmer, and the west, where it's been dry and warm, turns colder and wetter. Our forecast for the night tonight still some lake effect rain and some mixed ice pellets and snowflakes across parts of western New York. Otherwise, partly cloudy, frosty cold where skies clear, low temps near the freeze point. Then for tomorrow and Saturday, beautiful, plenty of sunshine turning noticeably warmer. The high nearing 60 tomorrow, up close to 70 then on Saturday. All right, thank you, Kevin. And finally at 5. A not-so-new video making the rounds anew on social media is offering a rare and somewhat confusing insight into the making of a popular Kit Kat bar. Family Life's Brian Query sinks his teeth into this one. Nestle has never kept the ingredients of its popular Kit Kat candy bar a secret, but a resurfaced 2015 BBC video is leaving some social media users a bit surprised. The video shows a worker at a British Nestle factory pulling damaged bars off the line and throwing them into a large blue bucket, prompting 
prompting the host to ask what happens to all the ones you're throwing away. The employee explains... They all go into rework where they're used for the fillings for the wafers. Yeah, you heard correctly. Broken Kit Kats make new Kit Kats by becoming the wafer filling inside. This little nugget of information has left some social media users broken, with many revealing they had no idea Kit Kat bars had a filling. And while this brings recycling to a whole new level, it brings up an important question. What was the original Kit Kat bar made of? Brian Query, Family Life News. That's my kind of recycling. That's the world we live in for Thursday, October 20th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.